everybody's. Oh, there we go. Hey. Hey, everybody. Welcome to, uh, oh my God, I almost said our church. Great <laughs> uh, chat to uh, Humor, Grace, and Grief with Jill Johnson and myself, Deb Hart. And uh, we are glad you're here. here. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, if you've been reading Facebook, you know, we have a new, uh, or not, we have a new president, we have a new vice president, lots of other new things, and uh, lots of feels on Wednesday on both sides, on both sides. And um, I think the hardest part is, at least for me, is to really be mindful that half our population did not get who they wanted. Mm -hmm. And while I might be glad, my neighbors might not. Right. And that's their grief this week and in the future. And how are they gonna adjust? So I'm telling everybody, let's not make their adjustment any harder by taunting them, by just just let us not do what we felt done to us that's really hard that's really hard let's stand together and then let's have some humor i you know what's helped is that bernie <laughs> that has helped because it's everybody can laugh whether you like the guy or not because half right. the democrats didn't like him either oh my god <laughs> He looked like, you know, my Uncle Sid or something, you know, and his, and, and, and people putting him in the driveway everywhere. everywhere. You put, did you put him in your house? I can't remember. I try, I did, but I couldn't put it out, but he was in front of our church. He was on oh, there, twice. There you go. And there now go. he's actually turned that into a sweatshirt being sold for charity. As so. of this morning. Yeah, yeah. Are you blowing up? I hear. Oh, oh my gosh. Let's shut this off. Yes, I am blowing up. Off. Everybody stand by. We cannot have Deb oh. blow up live. Oh my gosh. Wait. I'm not blowing up. I'm just there. I unbatterized it. There it you go. Clock. You know, it fell a couple times, so it must have done something. There you go. There you you know what I liked about the inauguration was the night before <gasps> when we had the memorial service for COVID. Oh my gosh. It was not political. It was nothing. It was just support, comforter in chief, beautiful music that soothes almost everybody's souls. The candles. Mm -hmm. The representation. The talking about everybody who's died, mm -hmm. coming from people who've lost very close loved ones. That's right. That's right. And that was just such a a moment. Just a, and it was only about eleven minutes long. Mm -hmm. If you have not watched it, I would absolutely recommend. No matter where you sit on the political spectrum or don't at all, if you um, look on YouTube, you'll find the. I think they call it the inauguration COVID memorial. I have not seen the whole thing. I've seen pictures and just like teeny little snippets. So um, I 
I really want to watch that. I think it'll help me. I mean, uh, Jill, as soon as one friend died, another one died. And, oh, my gosh. And uh, a family member, I'm not close to their in-laws. They died. And uh, another one of our elders in the Epstein tribe died. So I'm like, okay, I, I need to step off the planet, you know, after a while. You're just, and I had some really hard emotional days. Someone said, how are you doing? I go, emotionally, I'm not well. I have like a virus of emotions right now. Just too and much. It was, it was just too much, too much. And uh, that's... To recognize that in yourself, I think, is really important. It's important then other people, if you don't say what's going on, not everybody can read because they have all their stuff going on. And to anybody who's listening, uh, while you might have felt a high from uh, Wednesday, a lot of people were feeling lows and you're feeling a release. And I know I say it this way, whenever you feel the release of one grief, you're going to start feeling it down below the surface. And this is important. Please reach out, reach out to Jill or I. You can reach out to a friend. Please say, I'm not doing well. I, I'm emotionally not doing well. And let's get you support where you need support. Not every support needs a therapist, but not everyone is just okay with taking an herbal supplement. You need and you know, things are getting worse right now. And they just announced a new strain that sounds like it's even worse this morning. So... Mm -hmm. Truly, it's starting, even folks that have been doing pretty decently, it's starting to feel like it's just closing in. Right. One of the things that they suggested at the memorial was put, you know, just it was for that night, put a candle in your window. I think if you've lost someone to COVID and you need people to know, or even not to COVID, put your candle in the window. Not a live candle, please, an electric or battery operated. Because <laughs> you're going to forget it. Yes. I know. Yeah. I know. You know, mm -hmm. who here has left the stove on? Yeah. Not the oven. Oven feel good. Stove. Bad. With a pan on it. Oh, no. Oh, oh no. right. Right. So, you know, just be more mindful during these winter months. And something I realized in yoga, sometimes you think, you have to be mindful the whole time. I'm grateful if I have a few minutes, a few moments. That means like three seconds, maybe 10, that I lose myself and I just stay in the moment. I People laugh when I say, I set my sights low. If I can take my meds and stay out of jail, it's a good day. Yeah. Shower is a plus. Showers like extra. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> My tomato plants are going crazy right now. 
uh -huh. I had so many that I actually made a whole pot of spaghetti sauce just from the tomatoes I picked. And wow. there's a bunch more out there. So I've been spending 10, 15 minutes a day just in the garden, picking tomatoes, being grateful the zucchini are not there to hurt me. But <laughs> it's just sort of centering, right? It's going to rain like crazy here this week. That's so I'm right. Gonna go, I'm going to go grab some as soon as we're off so I make sure that they don't get destroyed by the rain. But yeah. For those of us in the Midwest and cold places, just, I mean, sun is out. Right. Which has been different for a while because it had been pretty gloomy looking. So the sun is out. And even if you don't want to step outside to get the mail or anything, just don't look, don't gaze directly at the sun, but definitely just look out onto the landscape. Get the warmth. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just just take a look. You know, take your phone camera and start taking pictures out the window. Mm -hmm. That's you don't have to you don't have to do a lot. So yeah. Um, if you are someone who doesn't deal well with gloomy and your west coast or any place else where it's gonna be storming, make sure that you are keeping some lights on and delving into something fun or humorous or entertaining so that you don't dive into the mood of the darkness. Yeah, yeah. Um, I really love The Good Place is a, is a series, but there's another one. If you're a foodie, and even if you're not, you'll appreciate how crazy this guy is. It's Somebody Feed Phil. And my friend turned me on to this. And let me tell you, he goes to all these places. Phil, um, oh, I forgot his last name off offhand. You can probably look it up. But he was one of the writers and the producers for Somebody Love Raymond. Okay. And it, he was very exacting on Somebody Loves Raymond. All right. But what he does is he goes around and he has... He's one of these people when he eats something he likes, he makes these faces like, oh, like this. He just is very expressive. And then he always invites his parents oh. on via Zoom and gets his dad to tell a joke. And they go all over. He was in, well, tell the truth, I fell asleep for two episodes yesterday because I was so tired. <laughs> that is another um, another thing that just takes your mind off of stuff. Right. Yeah. It's so. It's nice to have that. It's so nice to have, even for a moment, if you just can take your mind away from maybe something that's going on with your body, something that's going on with your spirit or something that's going on with your emotions. Yeah. Just, just to delve into that. For, don't worry about any kind of long-term thing. If you can forget yourself for just a moment, that is perfect. You don't just have to commit to 30 minutes of intense meditation. No. 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 You can just relax. Or you can tell any one of the online people who listen in on everything we do to yes. find something that is meditative or soothing. If I use the word soothing, then she usually comes up with something good. 
right. or ocean sounds. <gasps> I love it. Not I love rain it. because it's too gloomy right now. If right. you're in Australia, probably rain would be comforting. <laughs> Maybe, yeah, yeah. A thousand degrees there right now. Their seasons are opposite. My friends right. in Peru, it's probably warmer there than it is here. Oh, absolutely. Um, I'm trying to think <clears throat> what else. Uh, you know, you can always watch Hallmark because it's predictable. Yep. And or you can watch a million little things. And, and you can you will find someone to connect there. And they still manage to get the humor in there. It's got all the grief. It's got suicide loss. It has children dealing with stuff. It's got substance abuse recovery. It's got a therapist shook, shaking in there a little bit, who's, of course, not terribly stable and doesn't know it. But it's also got some humor, and it's kind of a feel-good. Is um, A Million Little Things, is that a show? It's a series, and I think it's on Amazon. Okay. I'm not in charge of the television at our house. I, I don't know how to get to anything other than the network. <laughs> That's funny. That's There's funny. too many systems, too much stuff. Too many. So, yeah, I've got two other people who were technical, and then the dogs changed the channel for us anyway. Really? Oh, because yes. they step on stuff. Yes. Mm -hmm. I get it. I get it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Um, and then there's plenty on YouTube that are even shorter. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 You've got lots to choose from. Right. Right. So what else is going on in your life, Jill? It is my oldest daughter's 29th birthday today. That's right. I saw that. Very we good. We her when she was seven and a half. So we've had lots of her life with her. And I still think of her as this. Tiny little size 4X little girl wearing, you know, pinafores and she liked shiny shoes. She was a princess beyond princess. <laughs> and now it's not so much, but mm -hmm. she's a fabulous young lady. Um, I can't call her a woman. It just it feels wrong to call your daughter a woman. It just it rubs me wrong. So how, I'm how working on it. 29. Good. I'm glad you're working on it. I'm working on it. She's a young lady still. <laughs> oh, wow. Yep. And, well, my, and my sister-in-law, Sandy, who's in Greenville, North Carolina, is at the very end of life. So mm. we've been thinking about her, and I've been talking to the family when I can, because I can't get there. Right. I belong right. there, but I can't get right. there. Right. Yeah. So. Uh, I'm trying to think what's going on. Well, uh, for our listening audience, I sort of came out of nursing retirement. And yes, you I did. I know. I've been given uh, <clears throat> COVID injections, not COVID injections, COVID vaccine injections. And the first day, I had to, like, rethink because my body hurt so bad from twisting from giving an injection to paperwork to people to stand up, sit down, fight, fight, fight. And I, plus when you've been by yourself and no crowds, I'm in a room with hundreds of people. I have an N95 mask. I'm Good. loved up. I have everything else. I make sure everything. 
I am only three feet away from people because I have to be closer. You have to get the needle in the arm. Yeah, it doesn't throw in it. I don't have that skill. But uh, my 15 years ago, 20 years ago body is not here. <laughs> but we are all grateful that we've got heroes like you doing. Oh, my gosh. And uh, so it makes me feel good to serve my community mm -hmm. and the greater good. I feel that I am. Some people do not. And I and I I'm not going to argue or anything. I'm doing what feels good to me. And um and helping my friends that are getting injections and stuff too. Right. Uh, yeah, the and because I need to focus on someone else, my own feelings of grief are suspended so that I can focus on others. And that helps me. I'm not saying one should do that all the time, but that is one way. And you see this particularly with uh, mothers and fathers that own children have died and they find a way to help others whatever the disease or disorder it is that right. caused, uh, was responsible for the death of that child. And to refocus and repurpose your grief is something really important. It is. It is. So, Jill, and it's also a gift back. I'm not seeing any comments. I was just looking. I, but again, okay. we can only see stuff and people who are on the original Facebook for the broadcast. The one with the palm trees. That palm tree that's not the grace and grief. Yeah. Right. But I do know people watch afterwards and share yeah. afterwards. Yeah, yeah. So and, mm -hmm. repurpose and uh is so important. It's sort of like if you think of grief like an energy, a ball of energy, mm -hmm. you and you can take that energy and move it to another place. Yes, you Not can. at first. Don't think you can because you're in a, speaking of the series, a million little pieces, you're in a million little pieces. But eventually all those pieces find their way back to some semblance of something. And then as you repurpose it starts coming together more. That's that's one way to describe grief. You know, one of the things on A Million Little Things, we binge watched the whole darn thing, um, was the anniversary, first anniversary of a death of someone who had um, taken his own life. And they have a large extended family, like some of us do, that are not family, but our family. Mm-hmm. And they put together now quite a formal dinner, which is not something that happens at our house, but it was a gathering. And one of the kids stood up and gave a toast. And um, it was kind of a hokey little scene because it came from him having done a school report on ancient Egypt. But he said, you know, the ancient Egyptians believed that you die twice. 
Now, I haven't checked this. I don't know if it's factually correct, but you die twice. Once when your heart stops and once when people stop saying your name. Oh. Which I really <laughs> like. This is, of course, the same as some a lot of other community traditions. I didn't know that uh -huh. that went back to the ancient Egyptians. Right, right. Which explains the uh, large monuments they have. Oh my gosh, I didn't look at that. That's something to look up afterwards. Yeah, yeah. 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 And I oh. thought that's, it was nice seeing the end of the grief process as it is active grief and the remembering going into effect. And it showed a transition for that whole year as different people who had different relationships with the person who died, finishing their grief process and coming to terms with what happened at different speeds. Instead of this, all grief is the same for everybody and everybody goes at the same speed and, you know, all the other assumptions people make about grief. They were like, they had somebody in the background going, blow this up, blow this up. I know there was somebody back there giving them some fabulous advice about processing grief. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then there were other scenes where somebody had another kind of a loss and it brought the grief back up in a different context but it connected it was it was awesome but it was nice to see someone recognizing the end of active grief and being able to move into this reorganized life that nobody had a choice about and nobody really wanted but there they were mm-hmm mm -hmm. yeah I very interesting the way you say well two things one when you start putting your focus on not looking for answers, but looking for ways of coping, right? Those ways of coping will come in the form of a Hallmark card, a comic strip, TV show, or a story someone else is telling. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, the other thing is any when you want to start healing, anything that is not healthy or whole will also start to arise. Uh, whether it's in the body and you feel those aches and pains and you need to give it a little a little tune up, whatever, or emotionally. Those things need to arise. And they need and to be talked about. Talked about, acknowledged, acknowledged. Like, it's, I think it's different to acknowledge to yourself, boy, this shoulder hurts from giving all those shots today, right? as opposed to calling up a friend and going, and every time they talk to you, oh, my shoulder hurts, oh, this hurts. After a while, you don't want to talk to that person. But I think however you acknowledge something inside of yourself, you don't have to present yourself as I'm 100%, 100% of the time, because mm -hmm. that's not life. Life is this, this balance and more than a balance, if you have a moment of peace, 
So you're not leaning this way or that way, but just for the moment you have, and then it's gone, right? Count, count that as a plus, right? You had a moment. Maybe sometime you'll have two moments. And people expect, I, at least I, people, I guess there's a, for me, there is a, uh, what's the word? Lower my expectations that things are always going to go in such a equal equilibrium manner. And yet you don't want to constantly put out there, oh, it never works out. Right. So you have to find what works for you. You know, I used to get angry when a good friend used to say, it always takes longer than you expect. I'm like, and then I started to realize, you know what? It's It seems to always be taking longer than what I expect. So lower my expectations. Right. Make them realistic. Make, right, right. If you were in the middle of losing friends because there's a COVID surge, your expectation should not be, I'm going to feel like getting out and doing and being, and you're going to have some, some tough moments and, so how am I going to manage that? I'm going to sit and remember something good about them. I'm going to remember mm -hmm. a funny moment. I'm going to remember something that they irritated me out of my mind with. Right. What's the stuff that I'm going to remember so that I can get through that moment and keep them with me too? Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, yesterday, uh, when... When a time in my life when a lot of friends went this way or that way, one of those people that was my friend 15 years ago, 20 years ago, she all of a sudden she's at my table and I didn't recognize her because, of course, she has a mask on and right. you know, a hat or whatever. And she goes, oh, it's so and so. And I go, hey, how are you? And she wanted me to give her injection. So I did. Not a problem. And. You know, I got to tell you one of the funniest things that I remember, and it still puts a smile on my face. She had had breast cancer way in the day, like, well, she said 40 years ago. And as she moved through that process of breast cancer and she had a mastectomy, she always wore a prosthesis instead of uh, getting uh, reconstructive surgery. So someone in our office said, I don't get what, and this is like 15 years ago, I do not get what pink and breast cancer awareness is all about. <laughs> I just don't understand it. Well, she reached in and took her prosthesis and flung it at his head, this other male nurse, and she said, that's what it's about. And he's... Then he had to pick up her prosthesis. Oh, my gosh. But <laughs> I will never forget how she did it. It was so poignant in the moment, you know. And it's like all that time, like from there to there, closed up. And it was so good to laugh with her again. She's got a great laugh. So 
you know, you just never know what what felt were monumental losses before, how in an instant and a surprise, things might heal up. To expect the unexpected. And to put things I in think a, a different perspective. Right, right, right. Yeah. That's my story. You are, how many days a week are you doing injections? Well, this last week I did it a half day. I was a float nurse between mm -hmm. all the stations and give people breaks. Um, oh, and then I was filling syringes. When I got 11 doses out of one of those Moderna things, I went, yay! It's like winning the lottery. An extra dose. Um, so I... Uh, so I did it a day and a half. Next week, it'll be two half days because I have other things planned in between. That's why. So I'm so glad you're doing that. And I'm so glad your community is finding the vaccinations that they need. Oh, I know. I wish people could take our model from our uh, public, health public health administrator and put it to the rest of the state. Like even in a, uh, about 40 miles from here, imagine how people feel they got up so early in the morning, lined up in their cars. So they don't have, 50, I don't know where they're gonna be waiting 15 minutes for- To be rechecked. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know the whole process there. But I know they were waiting in their car since 5 a.m. Dodger Stadium is like that in L.A. And if they they tell you if you're having a reaction, raise your arm over your car and they'll come. And somebody did have a reaction, which is rare. But she right. said she instantly had four paramedics and two nurses. That and they is, handled it in minutes. That's, you know, it's cold here. Right. Yeah, we're Who very raises, Who's going to raise their arm for outside? But, you know... Some, the doses are only good, the Moderna, I don't know about Pfizer, but Moderna is good for six hours outside of that temperature. Oh, okay. And uh, we do really well not to waste any doses at the end of the day. You don't want to draw up more. You want to start rationing one at a time to people. Mm -hmm. So... I am so glad you guys have that. And I hope that very soon we'll be seeing that across the country. I, I hope so. I think that right now the new administration is mobilizing that it all is a top priority. Yeah. Yeah. All people, all the, all the different branches that we have in this right. country take care of each right. other. Right. In and the mean, uh -huh. and I, I just want to say, I know there's another strain and Fauci has been very open that these vaccines may not give ultimate protection for these people. My own gut feeling says this will be adequate for a lot till until they get even more information. And what we need to remember in terms of expectations is this is new. So if we all need to do a second immunization after we get our first two, you know what we'll do what we have to do. We are, 
remarkably lucky that we have scientists who've gotten as far as they have, mm -hmm. as fast as they have. Mm -hmm. And we're still, however, going to lose more people between mm -hmm. now and immunizations being finished. Right. There's 100,000 more people before this time next month. Mm -hmm. So if you are one of those folks who are facing losses coming up or someone you love gets sick, mm -hmm. please make sure that you are in touch, supporting that family. If you can reach the person who's sick, make sure you reach out and tell them exactly how much they mean to you. If they recover, they'll be glad to know the information. Mm -hmm. And if they don't, they'll take that with them. But make sure you do that. Reach out. Mm -hmm. And reach out to the loved ones that are supporting the person that they can't visit. Right. And that goes for any illness right now, folks. Absolutely. We're going to lose 100,000 to COVID this next month. But we're going to lose a bunch to cancer and pulmonary issues and cardiac issues and car accidents and stupid people texting and all the things. Mm -hmm. So let's, let's support the folks who are having losses mm -hmm. and get realistic about our expectations instead of giving into the COVID fatigue, which is 100% real. Therapists are seeing that across the board and mm -hmm. therapists and providers in the medical community are feeling it across the board. Mm -hmm. So let's mm -hmm. support our, doctors and our nurses and our cafeteria staff and the folks who clean the floors. Let's take care of all of them mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. say thank you. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. But let's not get thinking as soon as we're immunized, we're going to get out and play because no, that's no. not real. No. And that'll just cause more loss and more sadness because we will have set ourselves up for an unrealistic expectation. Right. Let us continue wearing masks. I mean, these are the simpler things, right? Wear your mask, wash your hands for 20 seconds, and, you know, get in between your fingers in this. Keep sanitizing where you need to sanitize. Wash and your rings. Wash those rings. Rings carry goop. <laughs> goop. Right. <laughs> and... Yeah. And find some fun. Find some joy. Make some laughter. Right. right. I know that the family in North Carolina is still having some moments of laughter right now. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. It's a tough time, but they're still finding laughter. And I know that because they did that when my second wife was dying. And some of them were out here. You can find the laughter even in the tough moments. Let it happen. My 86-year-old technically cousin, but we call her aunt. Mm -hmm. uh, her husband just died long-term uh, dementia and uh, not Alzheimer's, but uh, dementia. And he's been in uh, long-term care and she hasn't seen him in 10 months. Oh my goodness. And he died and they don't have iPads. She could talk, but that was it. So here her husband just died of 60 years or 40 years or whatever it was. And here she was telling me funny stories and laughing as I called her up and said, oh, my gosh, I'm sorry about this. So right. you, yeah. you should be able to laugh. She yeah. is. She she knows how important that was. She goes, oh, with all the other stuff I grew up with, you know, you think I wouldn't know how to laugh, but I still laugh. I still laugh. 
So that's how we get through it, folks. <clears throat> I'm sorry, yeah. my voice sounds like this, but you know what? We we really do need to laugh and play some fun music. And mm -hmm. if you are one of those people who dances around the house, do that. And if you're like me and you make up funny lyrics to um, different childhood songs, mm -hmm. do that. I torture my child with that to this day. Zippity doo is my favorite to make different oh. things up to. <laughs> I can do that for anything. Right? I, oh, I I do that yesterday. Well, so in order to get more vaccine, more drawn up syringes, you take a you have like uh, these little flags and you have to wave them and they come over to your table. You know, there's these runners. And so here I am. <laughs> Rocking out. <laughs> I am. And people are like, oh my gosh. And then you invite people over because we're so friendly, even with our masks. All the nurses are just so present for you. And sometimes the people that came to us, especially a lot of the older ones, it just want to tell a story and hear somebody else laugh. And I made sure that, you know, it might take a little longer, but you know what? That moment of giving to somebody to listen and to laugh at their story, I'm sure meant a lot to them. So they can go away, not only getting vaccinated with safety, but sort of vaccinated with laughter. And they've been heard. Mm -hmm. So important. Yeah, folks who've been isolated all this time, uh -huh. you know, nobody wants to volunteer for a shot. But now we get a shot and a people. Right. That's pretty darn right. cool. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And we're taking right. care of ourselves and other people at the same time. Right. Even all right. In the midst of the losses. All right. So next week. Next week it is, folks, come back and find us. And please post some ideas about things you want us to talk about, because we always find a way to talk about stuff. Absolutely. I have, I'm still making that list. I found the little booklet this uh, guy that was in prison wrote, and uh, I'll put that out there. How's that sound? Fabulous. We will have your list up by the next week's broadcast. Bye, everybody. Have a good weekend. Bye.